Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here. So grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. Today's gonna be a solo episode where I let you into my world and some of the stuff that's been going on in my life, but also give you a little sneak peek behind the scenes into some stuff that we've been talking about recently inside of my online group coaching program, Tough Love Strength Club. So here goes. I'm just going to get real rambly with it and tell you what happened to me a couple of Mondays ago. So it was a Monday and it was kind of a different Monday than usual because I had a work meeting that I had like right smack in the middle of the day, which was conveniently right in the middle of JJ's nap time, which tends to be my free time. In any case, I went to the work meeting. I got home from the meeting. I said bye to my babysitter, had maybe like a minute to myself. And then JJ woke up from his nap and needed things as one and a half year olds do. And immediately I was thrown into mom mode. And so I got him and I put him in his stroller and we went for a little walk and I couldn't help but notice that I was feeling really anxious, like just overwhelmed too much. That sort of anxious feeling where it's like, I know I don't need another cup of coffee, but I'm tired. So I'm going to like drink this coffee and maybe regret it. One of those And I couldn't put my finger on it. I could not put my finger on why I was so anxious and overwhelmed, really. And so I got home after we came from our walk and my husband at that point had gotten home from work and I told him, I'm like, I am feeling so anxious and overwhelmed and I don't know why. And Mr. J was like, I don't know. And I could feel it building. Like, you know, that feeling when you're like, I'm on the verge of a meltdown. Like I just want to lay down and lose my shit, but I can't because, you know, I have to take care of a child and a dog and a husband who sometimes needs more caring for than, well, anyway, I could feel that coming on. And so I was really proud of myself actually, because I paused and I asked for what I needed. I was like, Hey, I need you to go downstairs and make me a margarita. Now I'm not like promoting the idea of like drinking away your problems, but like I wanted a margarita. You know what I mean? Anyway, I was like, will you please go down to the basement and make me a margarita? And so he did. And I was like, great. Now will you please watch JJ so I can go upstairs and take a shower and drink this margarita alone and listen to Lizzo, which I did. And immediately as I was in there, two things happened. Number one, I felt this release of like, ah, sweet alone time. 
it felt so good. Like the shower and the frosty beverage and the music. I was like a new woman when I got out of that shower. But as I was in the shower, I also had some of the most brilliant thoughts as, as we often do, I guess, when you're in the shower, anybody else have like the best, I don't know, epiphanies when you're in the shower. I did. Um, because what I was doing while I was in that shower and I had that little minute of downtime was that I got really curious about what had been going on for me the last couple of days, trying to get to the bottom of like, why do I feel anxious and overwhelmed? And if I could go back and look at the past four days, I would realize that what was missing from my life were all of these opportunities to fill my own cup back up. If we thought back to that day, Monday, I had to go to work and then immediately switch into mom duty. What would normally be my downtime, JJ's nap time during the day, didn't happen because I had a work meeting. So I was in go, go, go mode all day on Monday. If we take a look at Sunday, Sunday, I normally have like a little bit of relaxation time. Sometimes Eric and I get some help with JJ from his mom so that we can get some like stuff ready for the week, do whatever we need to do around the house, whatever. Uh, That didn't happen on Sunday. And if I remember correctly, Sunday, I had a whole lot of things on my plate and I was up late that night doing programming for Tough Love Strength Club. Um, didn't get the greatest sleep on Sunday night. Sunday was a busy day. So that was kind of shot. No filling up my cup on Sunday. Saturday, the previous Saturday, I had worked in the morning. And then after that, we had a family event, which normally would have been a fun time, a chance to like hang out and chill, except for Eric broke his phone at this little family gathering. And so that then turned into a very stressful sort of thing. And because he was in a bad mood about breaking his phone, when we got home and got JJ to bed, he was annoying me. Oh, he really is a great guy. Um, I'm making him out to be, yeah, whatever. Anyway, he was annoying me. I didn't like his vibe when he broke his phone. That's what I told him. Like, I don't like your vibe. So instead of sitting down and like watching a movie or a TV show with him, I just was like, screw it. And I went to bed. So that was Saturday. And then Friday is another day where I normally get to have a little downtime. Sometimes Eric and I have a date night. I have a babysitter come over in the afternoon. I get some loose ends tied up with my work and whatever. Well, that didn't happen because my babysitter was unavailable on Friday. Why am I telling you all this? I'm letting you into my world so that you can get curious if your life ever looks kind of like this too. Because when I was able to retrace my steps for the past four days, I realized all those little checkpoints that I would have had to release some stress, to have some alone time, to just like breathe and not have anybody need anything from me or to even allow somebody else to take care of me were shots. So of course, by the time I got to Monday, I felt like a hot bag of garbage. And there is a lesson in here for me as much as for you, which is this, we need to get curious, shout out to Ted Lasso as I do, be curious, not judgmental about what's going on in our lives and why we feel the way that we do. Because it would be very easy for me 
to judge myself in this moment and be like, oh, well, like, why am I feeling this way? And also, like, because of this, I don't feel motivated to work out. I don't feel like working out. I don't feel like doing anything productive. God, I'm so lazy. What's wrong with me? And then we get in this cycle as we do, right? But with these moments to check in and get curious about what is going on, what has been going on, you're able to use that as data where you can be less hard on yourself and be like, oh, this is why I didn't feel like working out. This is why I did work out and everything felt hard and impossible and sucked. It's because my self-care, my downtime, my recovery, whatever it is, has not been sustainable to support these activities. And so this leads into a number of things. Um, The first thing, get excited for a podcast episode that's coming up in just a couple of weeks with my friend Julie Schiller, who's going to talk about all things recovery in a little bit of a deeper way. But I want to talk about how this played out in terms of something that I gave to my clients inside of Tough Love Strength Club to think about when it comes to their workouts and their goals. Right now, we're doing a little, we're calling it gentle accountability, where my clients have the opportunity to not only check in with me, but also to check in with each other as a group and just talk about what's going on for them in terms of working towards whatever they happen to be working towards in their fitness. So I created this daily check-in and it's really pretty simple. It's got a couple of little check boxes and it says, get curious. Here are the things to check in with. Sleep, stress, hydration, nutrition, your schedule, And then I'm putting other here as in anything else that you want to think about, anything else that you want to check in with yourself about. All right. And this is why, because for many of us, we expect ourselves to do all of the things and we go and we go and we go and we work and we take care of our families and we take care of our friends and we take care of everybody else and put ourselves last in a lot of cases, try as we may. And then we also expect ourselves as we do the most in all these other areas to also do the most in terms of our workouts. I see this a lot with my clients where I will put uh, rep and set ranges, for example, in their programming. I'll say like three to five sets of eight to 10. And everybody always feels like they need to do five sets of 10. That might not always be the best choice. And So let's talk through each of these points and maybe you can feel free to either pause this episode and jot down some notes for yourself, bookmark something, save it for later, come back to it. Because when we learn about these things, number one, we can put the pieces together and figure out why it is that we're feeling the way that we're feeling right now, what we need to do to bring into our lives so that we feel more energized and more relaxed and better able to show up for the things that matter to us. 
But then we can also look at the things that are going well and figure out what's repeatable so that we can continue to bring that good in our lives and build it in more intentionally. So the first thing to consider is your sleep. How has your sleep been? And, you know, different people track things in different ways. I'm not necessarily saying that you need to get super obsessive over your sleep or have like a fancy sleep tracker. You can if you want to, but bare ass minimum, how many hours of sleep are you getting? And how is the quality of that sleep? Are you sleeping through the night? Are you waking up often? If yes, why? Really either way, why? Because you know, we could go in a lot of different directions with this. And I'm not going to say how many hours of sleep you need specifically, because that is relative. Um, but I could tell you this, you definitely need more than like six. You know what I mean? And a lot of us aren't necessarily getting that. And yet we wonder why we feel, why we feel tired or we're waking ourselves up at the ass crack of dawn in the morning after getting like five, six hours of sleep, forcing ourselves to work out before work. But then we feel like garbage for the rest of the day and it starts to feel like such a slog. You know what I mean? Something to consider is how has your sleep been? Same thing is true for your stress. How stressed out have you been? You can think about your job. You can think about what's going on with your family. Because bottom line, working out, strength training in particular, is a stressor. It's a good stressor. But it's a stressor on your body. Do you hear that dog barking right now? I'm out in the she shed. And this dog, this dog is losing its mind. This dog is stressing me out. That dog is probably also stressed out. Okay, ignore the dog, whatever. We're going to go with this. Thinking about your stress. If you're not finding a way to dissipate the stress in your life in ways other than just your workouts, that is going to weigh on you. That is going to weigh on you. So that's something to consider. If you're not feeling it, if you're not feeling like a boss in the gym, stress might be something to consider. Same thing is true for hydration. I've always been a pretty good water drinker. I don't know about you, but one thing that I discovered recently, um, and this might be true depending on your profession and whether or not you need to wear a mask in certain settings, I found that if I'm out all day, like teaching classes, for example, and coaching clients or just in spaces where I need to be in a mask, I naturally don't drink as much water. I also then proceed to feel tired and drink more coffee than I do water, which dehydrates me further. This is something to pay attention to. If you are tired, if you're feeling like wool, if your mouth is like, you know, the feeling you're not feeling your best, you might need a glass of water instead of another cup of coffee. You know what I mean? Okay. Next thing is nutrition. And before we get into this, I want to be clear that I am not a registered dietitian and I'm not here to preach obsessing over food or anything like that. And also, this is something to get curious about. I know a lot of my clients recently have been noticing for themselves that they don't eat enough food for a grown 
ass woman. Think about that for a second. And I don't know exactly how much food you need, um, but I am fairly certain it is more than the 1,200 calories that we have all been told because that is enough food for a toddler, especially if you are an active person. Um, But when we think about nutrition, like a bare ass minimum, getting enough calories, right? If you're not eating enough, you cannot expect your body to do the things. But then also taking it a step further beyond that. And I always use this example of the tortilla chips um, because I think it's a great way to look at this in a really kind of lighthearted and um, easygoing kind of way, I guess. So sometimes when I come home from work, I am too tired to make food. I'm too whatever. I I don't feel like cooking. Um, And so I will eat tortilla chips and salsa. I will eat chips and salsa. And if I eat too many chips and salsa, I wake up the next morning. And even if I have gotten enough calories in via how many chips I ate or whatever, I feel kind of like almost hungover, if we're being honest, like come back to that. You know, the feeling when you're like throats really dry and you're like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Sure. We've probably all been there. So one thing that I've been focusing on a lot more lately is just trying to eat more meals versus snacks. Um, and by a meal, I simply mean having like some different food groups in the mix. Uh, my friend Christina Montalvo talks a lot about, um, just really basic like meal prep and her template. I'll credit her for this. It's protein, produce, carb, make it taste good. Boom. So just including a couple of different food groups, this could look like, you know, some chicken and some rice and, um, some Brussels sprouts and put some pesto on it. I'm just making that up. Would that even be good together? I don't even know. You get the idea. Protein, produce, carb, make it taste good is a good way to get that balanced nutrition into your life. And by doing that, by taking the time to make sure that you are eating enough and eating things that make you feel well, you're going to have more energy to bring into your workouts. Scheduling is another big one, especially when it comes to putting your workouts at a time in your week and at a time in your day when you feel the most energized. One of the most common mistakes that I see my clients making a lot is coming into their week without really a game plan of what days they're going to lift on. And so every day just becomes a, I should lift. And if I don't, then it becomes this source of like guilt and stress, and then it gets pushed on to the next day. And that's what we don't want to do. So if you take some time to get curious about your schedule, especially if you have the sort of schedule that gets repetitive from week to week, you might be able to notice some patterns. For example, on Mondays, I have this work meeting a couple of times a month that is right in the middle of JJ's nap time and it sucks away my downtime. Maybe Mondays isn't the best way or the best day to work out for me. You know, you can look at how you feel typically when you get off of work on a Tuesday, when you have these things on your schedule versus how you feel when you wake up on Friday morning and all of these things 
are little data points that you can check in with so that you can start to schedule your workouts, not only on days of the week when you're more likely to feel like doing them, but also on days of the week when you feel like you can crush it because all of these other things are in place. And then the last checkpoint I have is just that other because you are a unique individual with other shit and factors in your life that I might have no idea about. You don't have to make these check-ins like a massive journaling event or, you know, take a whole lot of effort. I even recommended that my clients on this check-in sheet just put a little face, like a little smiley face, straight line face, frowny face for how they're feeling about each of these things because these are valuable tools. Number one, if you've got a bunch of frowny faces on there, well, then you know where to go back and fill up your cup a little bit more so that you feel more energized to do all the things that you want to do in your life. But then also you get to use that as a tool to potentially rein yourself in or give yourself permission to do a little bit more, right? One of the most challenging things for a lot of us, especially if you have been working out from a place of a diet culture mentality, or you've been using that like guilt and shame as a motivator for yourself to work out, um, it's really easy to tune out what your body is saying to you. And that's at a bare minimum. This isn't even talking about like if you've had some sort of trauma in your life that's forced you to kind of dissociate from what's going on in your body. Listening to your body can be a little bit like what the fuck is going on, right? But you can take a look at these factors on a more objective level when you're not really sure what your body is saying. You're not really sure if you should work out or rest or do something in between. And then you can put together the pieces, figure out, number one, what's going to support your overall health the most. And number two, which ones could potentially use a little bit more care and attention, This is where curiosity comes into play because friends, it is so easy to look at your life and just should all over the place be like, I should feel more motivated. This should be easier. I should be PRing my overhead press by now. And the fact of the matter is like, maybe you shouldn't. And then you get to take all of these little bits of information about yourself and about your life and decide what you want to do with them. If you want to try to improve some of these areas and see if you feel a little bit more energized and see if your workouts feel better and see if it helps you to be able to lift heavier or do whatever it is that you're working towards in your workouts, because the one thing that I say to my clients often, and granted now you're a grown adult and I suppose you can be pissed off about whatever you want to be pissed off about, but let's just be honest. And I guess this is maybe where the tough love comes in on my end. If you're getting garbage sleep, if you're not drinking enough water and you're eating a toddler amount of food, you also don't get to be pissed off if you feel really tired in your workouts. You know what I mean? 
and do what you will with that information, you can decide to change some of those habits where you can. Sometimes it's not possible depending on the season of your life, but either way, it's knowledge and that knowledge is power and that knowledge is a tool that you can use and decide that you either want to change what you're doing to change your situation or that you can use these little points as a way to have compassion for yourself when you're not crushing it in the gym, in life, in all the ways that you want to be right now. Because diet culture will tell us no excuses. But that is why I hate this. No excuses. Except for, I'm sorry, but if you're sleep deprived and you haven't eaten enough, maybe it's not an excuse if we want to get technical about it. Um, but it certainly is an explanation or a reason. Make what you want of that. In any case, coming back to this idea of getting curious, being curious, not judgmental about what is going on with you, especially if you're starting to work towards any sort of fitness related goals, especially if you bare ass minimum want to get to the gym a certain amount of days per week. All of this stuff comes into play because if you're not feeling a hundred percent, there's usually a reason. And if you take a beat to get curious about it, you may find that there's some answers there that will lead you to what you need and help you to feel closer to the way that you want to feel. Okay. All right. So take a moment, check in with yourself and you can continue to do this for yourself. All right. Be curious, not judgmental. The next time you're feeling low key, like hot garbage, sit with it for a minute And then do also make sure that you ask for what you need as well. Do not underestimate what a margarita in the shower and a little bit of Lizzo can bring to your day or, you know, whatever it is for you. Anyway, if you've been listening to this podcast for any amount of time, you've probably heard me mention my online group coaching program, Tough Love Strength Club. I open this program for enrollment about twice a year, and we're currently gearing up for our fall 2022 cohort. If you want to learn more about that program and how we can work together, there will be a link in the show notes. You can check that out. Get yourself on the wait list for first dibs on enrollments and a discount. That's all I've got today. Have a great day. Have a great rest of your week. And we will talk soon. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. If you liked this episode and want to hear more, make sure that you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.